Welcome to a very special edition of the People Sports Podcast, where we are going to be in celebration of the presidential debate last night. We're going to do the whole show. Charlotte doesn't know this. I'm going to do a Donald Trump impression. You do a Joe Biden impression. This is how we're going to do it. I'm kidding. kidding. Will you just shut up, man? (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, That was the worst night of my life. We started Uh, this podcast as a distraction from the world around us. That was what we said was one of our goals with this is that there's a lot going on in the world and we just want to laugh. We want to have a fun time. We want to talk about sports in a fun way. And oh my God, I, (laughs) I feel like this is a great week to do the podcast. I feel like we as a collective need this and by we i mean like literally just you and i i don't know how many people listening need it but like you and i need this after last night (laughs) i know i was thinking about as we were pulling notes together and getting ready for the show i was like oh my god thank god we have this because yeah i don't like i i want to avoid because we're 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 talking about how we don't want to talk about the the debate and then we're going to end up talking about the so i i want i really do want to avoid that i just want to point out like the hilarity to me was that i was watching the debate last night and prepping for the show doing my Mm -hmm. notes and the juxtaposition of like the things i was typing out versus like what's happening on the screen oh really like what just like the world ending and then us talking about our viral moments yeah like i'm trying to block out the world ending so i could so i could type up notes about like the dumbest shit in the world that we you and I are about to talk about today and it was just it was just so funny so uh anyway um, I'm very well, excited no no, to no. before what? here's the one headline the one sports related headline that we do have to talk about that is related to the debate okay. are you ready I don't know okay. if you saw this you probably saw this Hassan Whiteside during the debate he tweets out I and you're gonna someone's gonna have to bleep me here because this is a family podcast. He tweets out, I can't do this for four more years. Fuck America, bro. I'm moving to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that a joke? Is he joking? But like I think he deleted it, so I'm I don't I think he was serious. He, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, if he deletes it, he's serious. Yeah, he should have he should have just played it off as like uh, it was obviously a joke. Be like, yeah, man, that's like, I would tweet that as a joke. I would tweet yeah. that as a, that's like a good joke, but I think he was serious. Yeah, you could have so. followed up like what I was joking with you last week. You could have said, I'm moving back to Maine or something. That's totally. Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving back to Maine full time. Get me out of America. And, right. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That would have been good. I should have done that. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about sports. That's what we are. We are the people's sports podcast. We are not the people's presidential debate podcast. So uh, let's, let's lock in on what we want to talk about this week. Um, There's this. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup, and I'm very frustrated about this one because I didn't even realize we were this far along in the state. I, I have been trying to get you to do a hockey show forever, um, and then suddenly I look up and there's like a Stanley Cup celebration happening on my television, and I'm like, what the hell? The moment came and went, and, and we never addressed it. It's actually so funny that you say that, Mark, because... That was my first thought. When they won, I was like, oh no, Mark didn't get to do his hockey show. Also, my second thought was like, does anyone is anyone paying attention to this? Like there are so many sports going on. The so, last night felt like a slow night with sports, and it was like it was a wild card baseball game. And right. still I was like, this isn't this isn't that much because I'm used to having every sport happening all the time now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost too much. It's like we we were so desperate for sports to come back because there were no sports for so long, and then now it's like when you your your dad catches you smoking cigarettes and he's like, "You're gonna smoke the whole pack." Watch <laughs> you smoke. That's what's happening. With Did that happen pack. to you? <laughs> no, I've only smoked one puff of one cigarette in my life. I'm proud to say. Really? I don't even think I inhaled on purpose. Like I was, I was 
I was drunk at the Indy 500, and one of my buddies is a chain smoker, and he was like, you want to hit this cigarette? And I was like, that's disgusting. I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, and he's like, what, are you scared? And I was like, no, I'm not scared. And I took the cigarette, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I took it back to him. And I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. I was drunk at the Indy 500. Is That's definitely on my Mark Titus bingo card. So you hit it. Um, all right, so so what's the story that, that you want to talk about this week, or what's some, well, what's some sports have, stuff? We have the Stanley Cup. It's come and gone. I feel like talking about hockey, it's, it's, we missed our moment there. Mm. Uh, the MLB playoffs are underway, as you said. We have, I think today, we're recording this on Wednesday, by the way, so uh, that's important because in this fast-moving sports calendar, I think people need to understand like where we're coming at and if something happens today and why did you not address that. Right. That's why. It is, it is Wednesday afternoon when we're recording this, so – who knows? Something crazy maybe happened tonight, and we didn't address it. That's why. Uh, but yeah, the MLB playoffs. There are eight games today. Um, but this sort of feels like something that maybe we do next week. Is like the, or I don't know. Wait Look, Mark. Week. Here's the deal. So whatever we're meant to talk about, we'll, we will talk about. Okay, and so I. This. Yes. Okay. There, there, we had a suggestion from a, a a listener. They they sent us a tweet that some guy, some random dude, uh, took his bike across the country. Uh, he, he, he went on a long bike ride across the country. Uh, was he raising money for pediatric cancer? Was he doing it in honor of his late friend? What, what was the impetus behind this bike ride, you ask? Uh, yes. He, he was taking a bike ride from Poo Poo Point Trail in Washington <laughs> to Pee Pee Creek in Ohio. That was the <laughs> – he just wanted to ride his You're bike kidding from Poo Poo to Pee Pee. And How so, did I miss that? Someone sent that to us? Yeah, yeah. They tweeted at us. It's like, you guys should talk about this. <laughs> we should. God damn it. But we pl I planned an entire show on something yeah. else. Otherwise, I would, I'm would. i tempted to just scrap it and go for it. Um, how about this story? There, uh, Duncan Robinson, who is a starter for the Miami Heat, uh, there's a story that emerged this week. It kind of went viral. Uh, he, mm. he, someone, he reached out to, uh, if I'm reading the story right, it says a handsome uh, reporter. I don't know what handsome. I don't know why. You're the means, absolute a very, worst. <laughs> a very charming reporter. So there's a story that three years ago, Duncan mm -hmm. Robinson texted mm -hmm. a very charming, very handsome, very mentally sound uh, reporter about getting into sports who, media. Who always has great hair days and never has, has to wear days. a hat to mask yeah. anything that's going on. Yeah, has the too. best jokes. Some uh -huh. of the best jokes it says. Oh <laughs> I'm just reading the story in front of me. I'm reading the story. This is what my notes All right, says. so Duncan Robinson texted you. Yeah. Uh, so this this happened this week. Uh, I went semi-viral, I guess you could say. And I, I hate saying those words out loud, but at the same time, there's like no other phrase to describe it than like you, you tweet something and then you come back and you check your Twitter and you're just like, well, I'll be goddamned. I guess this is what I'm going to be doing for the next three days. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're like, oh, like, man, with this. <laughs> I am going to be talking about beans for the next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the story is this, if you missed it, and if you did miss it, God bless you. Uh, that means you're probably off social media, which uh, good for you. God bless you for that. Uh, but yeah, um, good good time to be off social media. Uh, so I, I tweeted out this story, which I've told many times on on my other podcast, uh, Titus and Tate. I've told Wait. it like. Yeah, you have I, another I'm, podcast? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Charlotte. I'm sorry. Wow. I thought, um, you think you're special. And then all of a sudden. So, <laughs> the story is this. Uh, Duncan Robinson, when he was heading into his senior year at Michigan, um, he was he, he came off the bench as a senior at Michigan, actually. Um, 
he reached out to me for a school project because he was like doing it. He was like in some sports media class and they had to, for, for school, they had to reach out to somebody in the industry and like pick their brain and then write up a paper or something. I don't know what the project actually was. So he texts me and he's like, hi, Mark. My name is Duncan Robinson. I play basketball for Michigan. I'm a fan of your work, whatever, which like was hilarious to, excuse me, hilarious <laughs> looking back. <laughs> nice time burp. Uh, Sorry, that, it was was, hilarious. that was not as funny as I'm laughing at it. Go on. It's hilarious looking back because uh, <laughs> he says he was like a fan of my work and he knew that I covered college basketball for a living, but he still felt the need to like explain who he was as though like, like I cover Big Ten basketball, Charlotte. And he was like, I'm Duncan Robinson. Maybe you don't know me. I play basketball for Michigan. I'm like, Duncan, yes, I know you. <laughs> familiar. <laughs> familiar, yeah. with you, familiar with you. Uh, so he texted me about uh, just wanting to talk about sports media. Um, I got on the phone with him. We, we said, I was like, I texted him back. I said, sure, man, let's talk. Uh, I got on the phone with him a couple of days later. We talked for like an hour, an hour and a half, just about like how I got my start. Because um, at the time he was doing like a podcast on the side just because uh, he was just kind of bored on the team. I don't know. It's just, just what college kids do. You just start your own podcast. and Totally. Listen. You know, uh, so, starting, sorry, real quick, starting ahead. your, starting a podcast now when you're in college is like starting a blog when it we started were in a college. Blog. Yeah. You had a blog in college. Right. I had a blog. Those are the reasons that we eventually got where we are. Maybe right. podcast is the new blog. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he picked my brain, whatever. I hung up the phone. I was like, man, man, what an awesome kid. I'm going to root for him in Michigan this year, even though I'm an Ohio state guy. Like I, the longer you're in this business and I think you'll back me up on this, Charlotte, you kind of mm -hmm. like stop. Not all the way. You don't lose your loyalties to your team all the way, but like some part of you, like you're a Red Sox fan. But if a guy on the Yankees, if you like fell in love with him and he was awesome and he did a story on him and he was like, it, you'd want to root for the guy. And it's like, totally. And you start to like cheer for people more so than teams. As you I've actually thought about this a lot because I think that there's something, you know, it's almost Pavlovian when your team takes the field that you root for them. But the yeah. more, the longer I do this and the more I talk to, players or get to know them you really do just want the guys that you like or the the women that you like to succeed because that's what's fun and I don't know you there's so many people who are great to work with there are some people who are not great to work with and so when you find the ones who are you're like I just want the best for you yeah. even if that means that maybe the Yankees are gonna win a few games yeah I know, you know? I know yeah that's how I Which felt is kind of nice that feels like a mature yeah response. right right good for us right yeah, yeah we're, I think we're... we rule <laughs> <laughs> uh so Duncan uh his senior year at Michigan I I have a soft spot for him because of that and I I'm rooting for him and in my mind like he's going to just kind of play out a senior year at Michigan He's going to like maybe play overseas for a couple years. And then I'm going to use that relationship I had with him. To, like maybe he and I do something together. Like we're, he's like the third co-host with Tate and I, and like we, he's part of our podcast or I don't know. I was just like, I'm going to keep in touch with this guy and we're going to kind of keep this relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I never in a million years dreamed that he would be starting for Miami. He, so anyway, during that whole run, that whole senior year, he's coming off the bench. Uh, Michigan is okay. They're, they're, they're pretty good, but they're not like, they end up going to the national championship game, which was a surprise because in the second round, they almost lost. They had to Jordan Poole made a last second shot that if he misses, they're out of the tournament, but they win. They go on this run. They make it all the way to the national title game. Tate and I were like over the moon. We're like, this is so wild. Like this guy that called me before the season. Now we're watching him. Like we're, we're going to the locker room after the game and all that kind of stuff. Even then we thought this is kind of the end of the line for Duncan. What a fun ride that was. That's probably it. He, doesn't get drafted. He signs with the Miami Heat in the offseason for their their summer league, G League type thing. 
Uh, so we go to the Summer League in Vegas, and we have him on our show again. Uh, we just kind of recap the season that was with him going to the national title game. We kind of recap where he's going to go with his career now, now that he's like playing in summer league, what are you trying to accomplish? All that kind of stuff. Uh, we still don't expect anything to happen. So that, that season he ends up playing mostly for the G league team. The heat have a bunch of injuries. I think he gets called up at, for a couple NBA games and plays for Miami for a couple NBA games. But for the most part, he's like on the G league team, which by the way, is in like, south dakota it's like sioux falls south dakota which no way i did not know that a more polarizing like major league versus minor league situation than miami south beach miami and south dakota is that did pat riley have anything to do with that because that feels like testing heat culture they're like can you make it yeah can you make it it feels like a motivational tactic it feels like a motive. Come to yeah. Miami, but like you got to get through this first. It feels like Pat Riley. Every guy that's on the G League team, they should call him up for one game. You get a taste of the Miami yeah. life, then you send them <laughs> back, and now they're motivated. They're like, "I have to get back. I have to get back up there." Um, so he goes through that season uh, again. So last summer, uh, uh, so after his first, after his rookie year, um, he comes back to summer league. Tate, Tate, and I have him on the podcast again because we're out at summer league in Vegas. And uh, he was playing really well in summer league. It was him and and Tyler Hero, and I think Bam Adebayo was playing in summer league a little bit. They were they were playing really well together. So we were talking to Duncan about like because at that point he'd kind of in the summer league circle he was kind of blowing up, but it's still like summer league, so like who cares, you right? Know? Um, so we we're having him on the show talking about are you going to win summer league MVP, whatever, whatever. There's still like this sense of like I, I remember asking, I was like, dude, you played in actual NBA games. How wild is that? And the tone of my questions were like you're never going to go there again. Like, you're never going to play in the NBA again. So like, like how- enjoy it, pal. Yeah. You're going to be hosting yeah. a podcast with me yeah. soon. <laughs> so, like, how cool is it that you'll be able to, no matter what happens from here, you'll be able to tell people you played, like, four NBA games. And he's like, I yeah, love that. It was, it was pretty cool. That's probably the coolest thing. Uh, and then, long story short, the son of a bitch is about to start the Miami, uh, my, the NBA finals for the Miami Heat tonight. Um, and... Anyway, I, 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 I've gotten to know Duncan pretty well, and, and it's just like one of the most unlikely things ever. And his story's been told a million times at this point. He's going on every show. To, I, I love that about him. But one thing that always stands out to me every time I talk to him is that he still has the same demeanor of a guy who like – like he would not take it personally if, if I asked him like how uh, – are, are, are you know like is this the pinnacle of your life like is this like like the, the whole idea that that he doesn't belong here is something that he is totally cool with there's no part of like uh how dare you insult me by treating me like a charity case or whatever like that he's like yeah this is pretty wild this is yeah. insane that i'm here well so this is i first of all i love this story i love this story so much i love that he reached out to you um partly because that's how i got where i am i got where i am from just reaching out to people where i was like hey i like your work would you have a second to talk to me about how yeah. not even and he, he wasn't asking anything of you he was just like hey i would love some advice if you have a second and he also um his story is is wild even before you know coming off yeah, the yeah. bench he he went to he grew up in new england which mm-hmm. i love he was born in maine um mm-hmm. he went to governor's academy which is a prep school in the sort of stupid prep school world that i grew up in he did a pg year at exeter which i mean Exeter what does that is its mean? own thing. Exeter, Phillips Exeter no, what Academy. Is, what, is the, what is the year you said? What is that? Oh, mean? sorry, postgrad. So you oh, do post-grad, like PG. Just the way you said PG, I was like, man, what? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's like that's like prep school. Every guy on the hockey team at my college at Colby had done a you know post grad year where they either didn't get good enough grades for the regular four years of college, I mean, of high school, or they weren't good enough mm, in high school, mm-hmm. and so they go mm-hmm. to a prep school for a year 
are like 26 by the time they make it to college and then play D3 <laughs> hockey. That's really what, so, so Duncan, Duncan does his, um, his post-grad year at Exeter yep. makes it to Williams college, mm -hmm. which is in the same, uh, NESCAC league, the small league of schools that I went to, um, mm -hmm. and then transfers to Michigan. And so his whole thing is just, it is very unlikely. And when you say that you like that he's kept his demeanor, I actually, um, watched the heat press conference yesterday. I had the Zoom link and tried to ask questions, but they didn't call me. So whatever, you know, <laughs> live and learn. Um, but Duncan, every single question that every reporter asked Duncan was basically, can you believe you're in the finals? Yeah. And he kept the, he was so gracious about it. And I wanted to bring that up, which is, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because he was like, it's pretty crazy, right? But like, yeah. he never got offended. He was never like, what do you mean? Can I believe I'm in the finals? I got offended for him. By the fourth question, I was like, yes, he's here. Yes. We know yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. was really cool to see him sort of have that really humble, um, honest uh, attitude about it. Yeah, when when I not not to sound like Michael Wilbon of like I I'm friends with him and I text him all the time and whatever, but uh, I <laughs> but I do. I have a policy because I know I know a handful of guys in the NBA and um, just from growing up with them and whatever, and I have a policy to like not bother them because I if I was in their shoes I would be shitting bricks at all times. Like if I had a big thing <laughs> coming up, I would be like I nobody talked to me whatever. So for example, like Mike Conley, uh, who I've known for well over half my life. Um, He's in the bubble playing games, and I was scared. I, I wanted to, like, text him because he had a child. He left the bubble to have a child to come back, and I wanted to text him congratulations, but at the same time, I didn't want to, like, mess with his mojo, which is me just completely overthinking everything. And I'm just Yes, it friend. is. That is, the, that is the ultimate thing. It's like I'm just a bad friend. But uh, no, I, I don't want to text people, but I was watching um, – when I'm watching the the Heat beat the Celtics and Duncan hit some big shots down the stretch to, to clinch that series and go to these – I was just, like, so overwhelmed with, with the emotion of, like this is insane i'm so happy for this guy um i want to make sure like i celebrate I, I don't know i just like felt like i don't want to wait till they lose in the finals and then i send him a text like keep your chin up like i want to be i want to send like a happy i want to be like man i'm so happy for you so i was like screw it i'm gonna text him i usually don't do this i'm gonna text him and i grabbed my phone and uh i sent dude i said i'm happy for you man congrats and that's pretty much it and his response and the whole point of me telling you this is his response was like NBA finals, man, it, this is wild, isn't it? Aww. Like my point is, is like that to me is exactly, if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm going to the NBA for this is so cool. Uh, whereas I feel like my vision of what professional athletes are is that the response they would usually send is like, I'm locked in four more, baby jobs, not done. This is it. And Duncan was like, yeah, this is so cool. Oh my God. You know, I really, I really identify with what you said about not knowing when to reach out to people or when yeah. not to, that was something I used to worry constantly. I was like, Oh my God, am I bothering them? Is this annoying? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I still worry constantly that I'm annoying, but you know, that's, a, yeah. that's its own thing. Um, but then I realized I was like, have I ever been bummed to get a nice text from somebody I care about? And I was like, it's true. Mm -hmm. No, I, so now I just say, reach out, go for it. People generally yeah. love to hear from people. Um, you're right. But, you're right. I, it's so something I'm glad I you texted Duncan. I'm glad you texted yeah, Duncan. Yeah, I am too. It's something I, I'm very bad at and I need to get better at it. And uh, I, I just feel like I'm bothering people at all times, which I, I don't know. I, we both are in this to, podcast, but they need, choose the great, you know yeah. what, you know why I like podcasts? What? Because somebody, somebody chose to listen to me. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like, that's I'm what's so not, weird. To, it, yes, it's crazy. Doesn't that melt your brain? Like, because in your private life, you feel like nobody, like, in my private life, no one wants to hear a goddamn word I have to say. Like, no one in my life, like, they're like, 
please shut up. We don't care. (laughs) First of all, that's not true, but same. Um, But with a podcast, it's like, I'm not worried about talking too much because like, if you're listening to this, the whole reason you're listening is because you wanted to hear us talk. Right, right. Um, But Mark, we got to talk about something. So you sent this tweet Mm -hmm. and and I've been thinking a lot about this. Did you, were you, did you believe this much in the heat that you waited for the finals because like you've been sitting on these texts for a while man you knew this was going to go viral you planned the virality exactly exactly this is this is the accusation and it's a fair accusation it's not an accusation it's just like why why didn't you send it when they beat the bucks like why why, did you say that uh so one i wasn't moved it it really was just like a spur of the moment emotional thing that like i because they were up they were they were up three one on the celtics like we knew we had a pretty good idea that the heat were going to go to the finals yeah um and for some reason when they got up three one i still wasn't like overcome with emotion of like oh my god duncan's gonna play in the finals this is crazy it didn't really like sink in until it was actually happening until the buzzer was sounding and i was like oh my god like this kid who reached out to me is about to three years later playing the finals. This is insane. Your so, son made it to the yeah, NBA son, finals. Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Uh, so I, I really was just like overcome with emotion of the whole thing. Um, so that's what would spark me to like one text him. And then two, I thought, I should dig up the email he sent me. I actually thought the whole time I thought he had sent me an email. So oh, I went okay. in my email and I started searching Duncan and nothing was popping up. And I was searching like keywords of like, because I remember he said he played for Michigan basketball. So I just searched like Michigan basketball to see if stuff, I couldn't find anything. And I was like, that's so weird. Did I delete the email? Like, do I misremember what happened? And so uh, after I had texted him, I clicked on the, the, our text thread and then I just started scrolling up and then I found it and it was there. And I was like, oh my God. And I was reading the text. And as I was reading it, I was like, this is hilarious to read back on. This is so funny. And I took a screenshot of it. And part of me, um, I honestly debated whether I should tweet it or not because I didn't want to make it like pri- – I didn't ask Duncan, can I tweet this or whatever. I didn't want to – I don't – you know, tra- I, I traditionally taking private texts and making them public is not a good move. That's probably not something you should get in the habit of doing. Um, but I, I read over it and I was like, man, this is this is so awesome because everyone knows the story about going from Division Three as, you, as the, kind of the path that you just told. They, they, they bring it up all the time when they're talking about his story. Uh but I don't think people realize that like when he was on Michigan, even it, because people tell the story of like how he got to Michigan. And then at that point you assume it was just plug and play. You're at Michigan. Michigan's a great school. Right, 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 team. right. And then it, from there, the rest is history. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The rest was not history when he got to Michigan. There was still crazy shit that happened. Um, so I just took the screenshot and, and, and put the tweet. And I honestly got, I didn't expect, I, I knew people would care. Like, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, I can't believe people cared about this. I didn't think it'd go like, I, I didn't think I'd have like people in foreign languages, like retweeting it and, and tagging me and like, tell, I didn't think it'd be aggregated. I didn't think the aggregators would pick up on it. And, it, and they did. And it was, it was pretty wild. So Well, it was so great because it was a look behind the curtain of what so many people assume is is what it's like to be a professional athlete which is that like you breeze through if you were good in college you're going to be good in the pros you're going to have a shot and what you did was I think it was actually probably very comforting for a lot of people to say like even the guy who has made it to literally the top of his sport yeah three years ago was saying like oh damn I gotta figure out a plan right. here like I'm, right. and I felt that way I'm sure you felt that way I feel oh, like yeah. anyone who is doing something they love or have that had they've worked really hard to do 
is actually had many moments where they're like, well, I got to Like, I got to go back. Charlie, I got to go to law school or whatever. Charlie, you know? The day I signed my contract with Fox, the day I signed my contract, with Fox, my agent called me to congratulate me because we, we were negotiating whatever, like for a while. And then he called me. He's like, it's done, man. Congrats. You're on board. And I was like, all right. So what do we do if like a month in they decide I suck? And <laughs> I, I literally, the day we signed the contract, I asked him, I was like, so what's the plan for, for when this all goes to hell? Because, like, I, I need a back. Like, that's how my mind works, too. It's like, I'm at all totally. times. I'm like, if this all goes to hell, what am I going to do? What am I, I have, gonna- like, same. I have 30 <laughs> backup plans where I've, like, I've been, like, okay, so how many people do I think I would need to start a Patreon and be able right, to right, still buy right. food? Like, every day. Even even this morning, I woke up, and I was, like, when everything disappears, you know, right, should, right. is it dog walking or, like, what? No. So, I really I really love that. But, Mark, we're going to talk about more unconventional paths to the top. First, however, mm-hmm. I have a game for you. Oh, no. I don't like this. I, I like doing the games you. for you. You, I know I like you do. Blindsided. We have oh, no. turned the tables. <laughs> oh no, this isn't fair. <laughs> um, we've turned the tables, and also uh, to be fair, like I will roast myself after I'm done roasting you because I have some viral <laughs> moments that are just like really um, kind of awful. But Kristen and I, our, our wonderful producer Kristen and I, found a few of your old tweets, oh, and no. I want oh, you no. to guess oh, no. how many retweets you think each one got. Oh my god. Okay, are you ready? This I one, really don't like this game. <laughs> this is my favorite from December 31st, 2013. Is and this is in, <laughs> this is in all caps. <laughs> oh my god, no. Is 2014 the year saying things like Borat becomes cool again? Because that would be very nice. L O L O L. Okay, so I remember this tweet. This okay. Was on, this was on New Year's Eve, right? Or New Year's Day, whatever. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, because I remember I was very, very drunk at a at a uh, New Year's party, and uh, I was Get saying, out. and I was trying to bring back the Borat voice, <laughs> and everyone at the party was like, "Can you please leave?" And so I was like, "You know what? In these times, I'm going to turn to my real friends on the internet." Yeah, right. Okay. Um, how many retweets? Like, do you I mean, think that should got? be like a hundred thousand. It should be. That's hilarious. Uh, well, it's a little. I'm going to say twenty. Th- they had to have done like. A couple hundred. Give me a couple hundred. How many? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Close. 152. I'll take it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Which, okay. Which like adjusted for inflation. That's like 700. Oh yeah. No. Right. <laughs> like if we, if we pull that back, you might've gotten actually 1k on that bad boy with the amount of followers you have now. Uh, it's hard, right? To adjust for, yeah, for adjust follower for, increase. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is from, this is from this January. This is January 8th, 2020. I, I hate this game so much. I know you do. I, I won't do, I'm just going to read, I'm just going to do a few more. Um, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to go straight to this one from August 20th, 2009. Oh God. This is one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen. You say, I like putting cheese on my eggs only so I can tell people around me that I'm eating cheggs. It's pretty fun to say. Try it for yourself. <laughs> no. no, no. How many retweets do you think that one got? Four. <laughs> it got it got no retweets and one like. Four. <laughs> I won't. You. Okay. You're, you, okay. Can I defend myself on that one? First of all, I was. What'd you say? Two thousand nine. I am 21, 22 years old. Uh, this is like this is like the uh, Facebook. I think what ultimately got me off Facebook was the Facebook memories thing, where it's like, here's what you were doing ten years oh, ago, yeah, and it's like same. And you see your status, you're like, I am the worst. I hate. It's this like Facebook. Charlotte is, and then there's like a rap lyric, and I'm like, oh my god, we have to get rid of all. Yeah. Of these. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
So, you know, this was, I'm a different person. This, this does not reflect who I was. Secondly, I want to say this was back at the time when Twitter, Twitter used to be, people forget Twitter, the, the criticism of Twitter was that people would just tweet like what you're having for breakfast and stuff. And they were like, who would mm -hmm. care about that? Now it's like a dumpster fire of like, how can I piss the most people off? Let me tweet that. But it used to just be like, woke up today. Had this, had this for breakfast, so I think well, that's what that that fell into like the uh, the. But that's a bad that's a bad tweet. No, that's, that's why I love tweet. these so much because you have that's one you have one that for for twenty thirteen. <laughs> this did some numbers. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> there there is no punctuation in this whatsoever. It just says poop is green, legs are asleep, out of pa toilet paper stuck on toilet, nobody home. What do I do? <laughs> I mean, if that's not the greatest tweet I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, like, it takes a while to understand it when you just see it written out because there's no punctuation. So I was like, I it took me like five reads. So how many retweets? February 6, 2013. How many retweets did that? That do? that feels again like four. I, I would I'll honestly <laughs> say I'll say 19. That feels you like wanna know, do you want to know what this did? What did the 50? <laughs> <laughs> It was probably people. What was twenty? Yeah, twenty thirteen. Oh my god! It was probably like people tagging Simmons. Like you employ this guy for real? <laughs> like what the hell? Um, okay, here's here's another one of my personal favorites. This is from again from twenty from two thousand nine, November twenty seventh. This this is just earnest and pretty sweet. Honestly, you say my goal for today is to get all my Christmas shopping done for twenty eleven. Can't start too early. <laughs> What you thought was funny back, you know? I, I think, think that's, that's funny now. You think it's still funny? All right. That's pretty I, funny. I will say, I have so, I had this idea for a Twitter bit um, for people that have been on Twitter forever to do like, uh, to, to revisit tweets of yours that you thought should have done numbers that didn't do numbers that like, let's revisit those now. Like I had this, I, I want to do that. Maybe I'll do this on my own Twitter. Like we're like, send me your tweets that got less than like 50 likes or retweets that you feel like deserve another shot. Wait, that's, uh, can we do this? Like, uh, can we, can we have people send them to us and then we'll read like the best ones on the show? Yeah. Like send us your ones from like, it's gotta be before what, like 2012? Yeah. Or, where are we well, going to call it? 2014? I, let's I feel do like before 2014. I joined, I think in 2011. Okay. Yeah. So I need a grace period of a few years to get some of the good ones in there. Some of your thoughts that you had like way back in the day and you're like, man, that, that, that deserved better numbers. But at the time Twitter was in its infancy, there was no, there was no retweet button for a lot of them. You know, you had to put it's the true. RT you had to do RT. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let's revisit them. Get those numbers. <laughs> That's, that's so good. Okay. This is so uh, bad. This should I do so one bad. more? You want to do, do one, one more? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying to decide which guy I'm going to do here. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, no, no, no. I'm going to do this one. Okay. This is so, again. You have so many that you're I have so many that I'm like, choose, I'm curating this in real I gotta, time. I got to delete all my tweets is what I'm learning. No, you don't. Please don't ever <laughs> do that. You can, you look, you can roast me for mine I'll, anytime. Mine are way I'll, worse. I'll say this yours. about, I, I forgot to say this about the one about the poop green, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was going on there? What'd you eat? I will say that like, Poop jokes were, were my version of playing the hits. Like <laughs> when I would do my blog and I would tweet, like people love that. I, my whole book, if if anyone has read my book, they'll tell you, and God bless you if you have. Uh, 
like 80% of that book is me talking about times I had diarrhea at big 10 arenas. And like, so in the, and that was by design. Cause people love that. And it's, it, it was very weird. It's very weird to look up and be like 28 years old and realize your entire career is like just making references to you. Look, if it hits, man, it hits. But wait, first, before we go on, you didn't um, you didn't guess how many RTs the Christmas shopping one had. Oh, the Christmas shopping one. Uh, that feels like one that would stupidly do okay. I'm going to say like 84 because that feels like one that people weirdly would like, even though they should. That hit, that hit zero retweets and zero, zero. likes. <laughs> <laughs> that was your goose egg tweet, man. That can't be true. Zero? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. This was this was this is pretty. also speaking of your playing the hits, writing about just having diarrhea mm. all the time. Someone tweeted in 2019 in December, um, spending Christmas Eve reading about how Mark Titus had diarrhea in 2009. <laughs> so you have stuck with people in a really meaningful way, and I think you should be proud of that. You got to leave a legacy somehow, Charlotte. You, you know? listen. We're, it's... we're not going to be on this earth forever. You got to leave something behind. And, uh... <laughs> Sometimes you, literally you said you it to... you said it better than better than I could. Um anyway, so that's that's another that's a little viral game that I just oh wanted to God. play with you. That is that is the worst. That is the yeah. worst game we've ever played. You're I welcome. Hate it very much, uh, but I deserve <laughs> it. I, I spring games on you all the time, so I think that's only fair that, uh, You do, you do, boy, you do. Not a fun thing. Uh, uh, sh should we should we transition to what we want this show to be about? Do, do what we, do we want this show to be yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> so our idea was we wanted to use Duncan as a. Uh, I want to ask you this before we do though. Do you yeah. have a version of Duncan? Do you have a a hipster? Uh, maybe it's not like the person reached out to you for advice, but is there someone uh, in your life, uh, famous or otherwise, or is do you have that version of a story? It's okay if the answer is no, but someone that you're just like. I cannot believe that I saw this person in concert and when there was 20 people at the concert and now they're selling out Madison Square Garden. Is there anything like that that you're just like, what, how the hell did this happen? I do actually. I, um, my cousin grew up with, um, Rostam from Vampire Weekend, the band. Oh, really? okay. Yeah. They went to, they've been best friends since they were like six, lived together in college. So he was sending me in like 2006, 2007, I guess it was 2007. Um, you know, and I'm a, I'm a senior in high school and I think I'm so cool that I'm getting these, the music from this like band in New York. And it yeah. was the, the early, um, cut of Oxford comma, which went on wow. to become, yeah. And so I would, I would play it for my friends. I'd be like, isn't this a good song? And then like, you know, fast forward and Ross Dam is producing like the greatest artists living now. And we went out to, I saw him in California a little while ago and I was just like, man, he, that's a that's a cool that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I also I also my my sports media one that I think is funny is I grew up with Field Yates. So, oh really? Like yeah. grew up, grew up? Yeah, we like played youth soccer together. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So it's all these did weird you, little. Were you, things. were you like not close, but like you did you have any sort of relationship now, or is it like now you guys are older, you pretend like you were friends? No, no, no. We were, we were friends, we were friends, and I think we were friends when we were little, and then um, we went to similar, like, schools, so in Boston, after college, we hung out a bit with oh, the yeah, same you, people, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was funny, because I did a radio show with ESPN, where he was hosting, and he was like, I think you scored a goal on me when we were six, and I was <laughs> like, well, fantastic, you know, so. That was awesome, because uh, um, Gordon Hayward and I were that way, where he, he was two years younger than me at Brownsbury High School, and uh, we played basketball together, and, like, I, I got along with them, and we were, we were fine. And, and all that but he was just he was just a little younger and like we weren't 
so now we get older and like i i i love gordon i, I cheer for gordon and i and all that but like I have to kind of pretend like he and I were best friends because <laughs> right. yeah. like people find out we went to high school together. I'm like, I don't, I didn't hate the guy. Like we had no animosity to one another. It was just like, I mean, when you're a senior in high school, how often are you friends with the sophomores? Like it just doesn't really, you know, unless you're a sophomore and you're cool and then yeah. you're friends with the seniors. Yeah. So like, I, I, I liked him. All right. He was cool. Not was to fine, brag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anyway, what is your, what is your biggest viral moment though? Besides the, I mean, I have an idea of what it oh, is. My, besides the Duncan thing. My, yeah. Uh, so I know what it is. I, I hope so. I, it, it, it's, it's, it's shocking for me. I, I'll never forget it. Uh, it's when I declared for the NBA draft and um, you didn't, you didn't know this. No, you don't know the story. Yeah, this is this is 100% what it is. It's not what you think it is. It's uh, when I was going into my senior year at Ohio State, I declared early for the NBA draft. Um, I wrote a big blog post about it, how I was going to forego my senior season to, oh to declare God. for the draft. I filled out all the paperwork. I sent it to the NBA. Um, <laughs> I was I was officially entered into the draft. And the plan was that I was going to pull out of the draft right before the draft happened, like at the deadline. Um and I was just trying to get like invited to one workout. Like it, I was doing it all for content. It was all right, for content. Right, right. Uh, and so I pissed off the NBA because uh, like two or three weeks in, um, I'm, I'm doing updates on my blog about how I haven't heard from any NBA teams or whatever, whatever. Uh, and two or three weeks in, um, I'm working out at Ohio State. And one of the coaches or the, the director of, of basketball operations walks in and he's got a piece of paper. And he goes, you have to sign this right now. I'm in the middle of a drill. I'm like shooting. I'm running to the wing, catching, shooting, running back to the corner, catch. And he goes, stop the drill. You have to sign this right now. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, the NBA is demanding that you that you fix this, that you get out of the draft. He's like, this has to stop. He's like, this is looking. And he said, like, basically, you have, you're, you're. And I was like, I was like, come on, Dave. I'm going to pull out, like, when the deadline happens. He's like, no, no, no. You have to pull out now. He's like, this is hurting our relationship with the NBA, Ohio State's relationship. Like, it was this whole thing. He's like, so, you were sinking the entire ship, man. Yeah, yeah. So I signed, and I, I was like, all right, fine. I guess the, the, the jig is up. And I signed the thing. And then naturally, I go to my blog, and I write a big blog post about how I got kicked out of the draft, how the NBA is scared of me and, like, all this stuff. And that went so viral. I, it, was, it, was, it blew my mind. At The next day, the front page of Yahoo.com had four stories, four main stories. Uh, two of them were about Obama in some capacity, like whatever he had going on in his life at the time. One of them was about the bird flu, which at the time was <laughs> oh, no. was was a big deal. The fourth biggest story in the world, according to Yahoo, was this guy at Ohio State got kicked out of the NBA draft. I'm yeah. losing my mind. This was in 2009, the 2009 NBA draft. Yeah, I did I not know that. Yeah. That is an insane. Wow. Okay, that's a so, really good viral. And, and it was crazy. And, and like all the aggregators picked it up because I used the phrase, uh, I said, the NBA made me sign the paper or else. <laughs> and then like that got, that was like, that got a lot of play. They're like, David Stern says, or else, <laughs> you know. So, were you sitting the there? What was your reaction? Were you like, oh no? Or were you like, sick? yeah, I was, oh no. I was yeah. definitely, oh, no. I don't, going viral is not fun. Even when the Duncan thing, like it was, it was a great story and it was awesome, but I was still just like, oh no. This Same. Is I don't, I don't like this. This is, the, the sweet spot for like likes and retweets is like a couple thousand. You start getting more than that, and you're like, oh boy. This is anytime I've gone viral, I've just been like, oh. What about you? Is... What's your what's your most viral thing? Um, well, definitely, it, definitely when I met Paul Rudd. Um, oh yeah, 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 yes, yes. That was. Have yeah. I told this story on here? I uh, no, you haven't told the story on here, but go, um, ahead, go for it. 
So I'm I getting, think I know it, but go ahead. The listeners don't. Well, they probably do, but I don't know but if people ahead. know it's me because it was like it, it like papers in India picked this up. I was getting Google alerts <laughs> yeah. for my name in like other languages. Um, I was flying to the AFC championship game in 2019. So I was on the way to Kansas City and I was in the airport at LaGuardia. I was standing there with Judy Batista, who's a writer for um, NFL Network, and she's great. And she was like, oh, my God, that's Paul Rudd. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Paul Rudd. And he was there with his kid, and he was just boarding the plane like a normal person. And I had just watched his Netflix show, um, Living With Yourself. Yeah, Living With Yourself. I watched that, yeah. Yeah, and so I'd spent the week with Paul Rudd. He just didn't know it. So I was like, whoa. I was like in this weird headspace where, you know, you think you know the person, but mm-hmm. you, you really don't. Um, and so I was like, should I say hi? I don't know. And um so I didn't, and I go to my seat. And by the way, what what I'm wearing is these um, these sort of teal colored running tights because I was trying to pack very little, but like I needed some workout stuff, so I was wearing like these teal colored running tights, the biggest chunkiest um, snow boots, mm-hmm. uh, a huge coat, uh, but like a fancy scarf with a Patagonia like workout shirt. So I, and my hair was like all over. I really looked a little unhinged. (laughs) So, so I go to my seat and I tweet, I was like, Paul Rudd is on my flight to Kansas city. Um, Should I go say hi and say, um, Hey, look at us. Uh, Who would have thought? Because, you know, that was the whole, the gift that had gone viral of him from his appearance on hot ones. So, Mm -hmm. and everyone starts responding. They're like, Oh my God, you have to. So now I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm in a real, real little pickle here, Char, because Mm -hmm. I can either let the internet down or I can ruin Paul Rudd's flight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, definitely Mm going to ruin Paul Rudd's flight. So (laughs) I get up. I climb over the woman next to me. I get up. I walk over to his seat. Like the bathroom is in the other direction. Walk over to his seat. His son is sitting in the aisle seat. He's in the window. And I lean over his son and I say, "Um, sorry, Paul? And he like looks up, he's playing Candy Crush on his phone. He looks up and he's like, uh, yeah. And I was like, hey, um, sorry, just want to say I'm Charlotte Wilder. I'm with Sports Illustrated because I was with Sports Illustrated at the time. And I was like, um, I was going to come over here and say, hey, look at us um, to see if you would have said who would have thought, but I, but I didn't. And he said, you're telling me what you didn't. Do. what i didn't do and i was like i was gonna I bother am, you but i didn't so yeah it was like that, that be? i am doing that and i loved your performance and living with yourself and he was like cool thanks i appreciate it like he was very nice about it i was like all right so i go sit down tweet that that happened and everyone's like oh my god but it starts gaining some traction so then after the game um, i was covering the titans so i'd gone into mm-hmm. the titans locker room i see that kevin clark from the ringer tweets that paul rudd is in the chief's mm-hmm. locker room and i was like I got to do it. I'm on a deadline to write about the Titans. I had gotten all the quotes I need. I'm supposed to be writing this up. I sprint back down to the Chiefs locker room, run in. I'm like, I can't find him anywhere. I sprint out. I find Kevin and I'm like, Kevin, where the hell is Paul Rudd? And he's like, I don't know, Charlotte. And so I like (laughs) run back into the Chiefs locker room and I see him. And I'm so excited that I see him that I run up to him and I go, Paul, it's me, the girl from the plane. And he looks at me and he goes, hey. Look at us. Wow. What a thought. <laughs> and I like had an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just like, so I just tweeted out the picture and that, and that for some reason, people just like really loved that. Um, and What's so, that to love? That's a great story. Well, it was nice. Two of it America's was... sweethearts bumping <laughs> into each other on a flight with the Super Bowl 
Well, it, it has all the makings of a great Mark, story. you forget that no one knows who I am. So all of the stories <laughs> were like Paul Rudd delights super fan. Woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Your identity is reduced to super fan. I was like, that's fine. I'll take ran it. Unhinged woman on yeah. flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lady in running. I, that's that's amazing. What a mm. story. Um I also I've gone viral for bad things too. And no matter what it like the Paul Rudd one was the only thing I've ever gone viral for that like no one was mad at me about. Yeah. What what's the the order? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been I've been accused of being sexist towards men, which is its own thing. But anyway, so yeah, that was probably uh, my, that what, was my what, nice what did you think? One. What did you think my answer is going to be about the viral thing? I'm I curious. thought it was going to be Mr. Rainmaker. Oh, Mr. Rainmaker. Yeah, yeah. Was, the video yeah. that you made at Ohio State. Yeah. When was that? Oh, oh, oh wait. That. Plug that for me. No, that was that was my senior year, 2010. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. yeah. What's well, a great video? Great video. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Let's do what we what we came to do, which is we are using Duncan's story as a jumping off point to do our top five list of uh, the most, how do, how do we say this? The most unlikely paths to the top, the the crazy sports stories of like people, teams, coaches, uh, players, teams, coaches, I mean, uh, whatever it is, just having very crazy paths to eventually getting to the top. Is that yes. is that a good way of, of describing what we're doing? Unconventional here? paths to the pros. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it because Duncan uh, might be. It, I I assume Duncan's not allowed to be on the list because that would just be weird if we talk about Duncan the whole time and then. Also, My list is just Duncan five times. Duncan five times. Uh, so Duncan would probably be very close to number one, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he can't be on the list. So okay, um, these are the five others. Uh, I'll let you start. Because I hate okay. it when I hate it when I talk for like 35 minutes about my pick and then I'm like, Charlotte, what about you? And you go, Yeah, I had that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um my my number five, um, keeping in theme with the heat is actually Jimmy Butler. Mm. Um, because I mm -hmm. think people forget that he had a wild story. He was mm -hmm. born in Tomball, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, his dad wasn't around when he was 13. His mom kicked him out of the house. He bounced around friends' houses in high school, finally was taken in his senior year by, um, Jordan Leslie's family. Jordan Leslie ended up playing for the Broncos at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there, he goes to junior college. Then he makes his way to Marquette. He was the last pick in the 2011 draft. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's had just such a tumultuous path to get here and then once he got to the nba it was like oh my god jimmy butler like it was a whole saga and so i mm -hmm. think that the fact that he's in in the finals with the heat team that seems to really really embrace him is pretty cool yeah his path in the nba even like as you said was uh tumultuous just in the sense of fr from a pr standpoint like i feel like there was this sense that jimmy butler was a, a locker room problem or he was a, mm -hmm. a malcontent or whatever it may be um I, I say that even if the Heat gets swept, even if in this uh, – and, again, I know game one is tonight, so most everyone listening to this, uh, maybe the Heat won tonight, and I sound like a moron for talking about them getting swept. But uh, if the Heat lose every game by 30, I still think Jimmy Butler has secured uh, his, his legacy or his spot as the big winner from the bubble. This I whole, agree. This whole thing. Like, no matter what happens, Jimmy Butler is the guy who – Going into the bubble and coming out, like the perception of him has completely changed. Like people love that guy, and rightfully so. And uh, I think he's the big winner. Yeah, I, just I love think, that. Yeah, he it just how he's played, how he's handled himself, how those commercials, the Michelob Ultra commercials oh. that they show a million times, but for he's some still reason, my like, heart not that annoying, which is weird because it's the least I, annoying repeated commercial yeah, I've ever heard. They show like five commercials during the playoffs. The other four, like I want to rip my ears off my head when they come on. Um, right, but that one, I'm like. What I want, 
<laughs> I'm like dancing. I'm like snapping you. along to Hollow yeah. Notes. I think I think it's more. Uh, uh, it's, it says more about how great Hall and Oates are. Than, I do too, but you know, you know, <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, very good pick, Jimmy Butler, number five. Uh, my number five pick is the starting quarterback of your Cleveland Browns. His name is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so Baker Mayfield's story is – I like this. He's a three-star recruit uh, coming out of Texas. He walks on at Texas Tech. Uh, the, the starting quarterback, uh, a guy by the name of Michael Brewer, ends up – becoming the starter at Virginia. He transfers too. He goes to Virginia Tech. But uh, he was supposed to be the starter. Uh, he hurts his back. So Baker starts as a true freshman walk-on for Texas Tech. Plays pretty well. Ends up getting injured himself. And then a fellow freshman, Davis Webb, starts over him. And then there's like this whole controversy of who's going to be the starter. So Baker says, I'm going to recuse myself. I'm going to go to Oklahoma uh, because he grew up an Oklahoma fan. That's where he always wanted to play anyway. Um and so he decides he's going to transfer from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. This is news to Bob Stoops, who doesn't even realize that Baker, who, who Baker Mayfield is or that he's transferring to – I guess he probably knew who Baker Mayfield was because he – but whatever. Uh, Bob Stoops didn't even know. The coaching staff had no idea that he was transferring. So he's technically a walk-on at Oklahoma. Um, ends up – he has to sit out the first year, which is an absolute – BS rule, I got to say. But, like, first of all, guys transferring shouldn't have to sit out to begin with, but especially a walk-on. The guy's not even under scholarship at Texas Tech, and then he's walk-on to walk-on, and they still make him sit out a year. Uh, when he becomes eligible, he becomes a starter at Oklahoma. The rest is kind of history. He he wins the Heisman his, in his second year at Oklahoma. He becomes the number one – or, or his, third, his second year of eligibility, his third year at Oklahoma. Uh, he becomes the, the number one pick in the NFL draft, and he's now – and, and for all of his troubles, he is now stuck in Cleveland. That's a really good one. <laughs> Toiling and mediocrity and, and shooting <laughs> a thousand commercials himself. That, is, uh, that man has shot more commercials than he's thrown touchdowns. I, I think you're right. Uh, I, I will say as a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, oh, when, yeah, it, yeah, when yeah. it's convenient and it, it – <laughs> um, When it fits my narrative. When it fits my narrative. Uh, I, I have not given up on Baker, um, but, yeah, he's he's not he's not – I'm not excited about him, but at the same time, the standard of Brown's quarterbacks, he has exceeded the standard so far yes. that like I think I think Baker's the guy for the for the time being and for the foreseeable future still, even though he's not like the Baker Mayfield we were hoping he would be. I don't think it's time to give up on Baker. Yeah. I think Baker gets a little more insufferable every year. And I think in order yeah. to fix that, he's gonna have to turn out to be really, really good. Winning soon. cures winning cures all. Like if he really if he's does. winning more and he has the exact he's in the exact same amount of commercials and talks the exact same amount, we don't have a problem with it. But you gotta win, Baker. Right, right, right. You gotta win. And they're two and one right now, right? So So maybe they're winning. Maybe this is the year. Is this the Browns year? Maybe. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Is LeBron better than MJ? Um, okay, so my number two pick is um, – I mean, my number four, I guess. Four pick, yeah. We're going – yeah, my number We're four pick is yet. Nate Ebner. Ooh, good one. Who played for the Pat? Yeah, he was a walk-on at Ohio State. Yeah, Might ring yeah, a bell, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, at 17, he became the youngest player on the U.S. rugby team. Mm -hmm. Then he was like, mm, think I'm going to play football. And then he played for the Pats and also was in the Olympics uh, like a few months yeah. before. he. I mean, this guy is sort of all over the place. Um, and I just really, I, I like that about Nate. He did, correct me if I'm wrong. He like took a he took time away from the Patriots to to go he took, pursue like, rugby. Even after it was, he was OTAs, already, it was the off season, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to show up. I'm going to go play in the Olympics, and then I'll be back to play 
and he's season. he's so uh well respected by Belichick and the Patriots organization that they're like okay like imagine any yeah. other guy trying to I mean they're a handful that could get away with it I guess for the Patriots but like for the most part like if there's one organization you don't want to test with that stuff it feels like the Patriots totally and, st- and they were still like yeah sure Nate just let us know when you get back <laughs> yeah they're like just give us a call we'll be here for you <laughs> Yeah. have Good fun luck. wherever the olympics are because yeah. we only care about football god what a what a great problem to have you're like i'm great at everything what do i what path <laughs> do i pick hmm do i be great at rugby or do i win super bowls i don't know maybe both why not both <laughs> i can't imagine that the closest i come is like i could be really good at eating cookies or drinking <laughs> wine why not, why not both, both? <laughs> um, okay what's uh, your third uh my number four you had first pitch, sorry right? sorry 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 what's numbers how do, numbers how do they work uh <laughs> <having> my, <laughs> my number four is r.a dickey who is uh are, are you aware of this no he, he was a pitcher uh and and major so here's a, here's a, here's a story he was a first round pick in the 1998 mlb draft uh he was he was taken 18th overall to the rangers um after he gets drafted, one of the Rangers trainers, the story goes, they see a picture of him. They see a team picture of like, so he was on like some Team USA thing. And they say, I, I swear to God, this is what the story is. I don't know if it's true, but this is the story. They see a picture of his arm and they say it's like hanging funny. They say it looks funny, like the way he's standing. So they do further evaluation. They find out that the UCL, the ulnar collateral ligament in his right arm, doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in his right elbow. Uh, R.A. Dickey is quoted as saying that the doctors told him he shouldn't have been able to turn a doorknob without feeling pain. So the fact that he's like pitching and throwing curveballs and like all that. Um, long story short, uh, his baseball career is going nowhere. He sucks because he does not have a, a very necessary ligament in his elbow. He's getting rocked like crazy. He, he eventually gets called up in 2001, like three years into his, his pro career. Uh, and when he gets called up to the majors, his ERA is never under five, which is five, uh, if you have an ERA of five or above, uh, I'm not just saying this for you, for the listeners, that's very bad. Um, yes, that is not good. So he's having a very, very bad run of things. Uh, so in 2006, he pivots to the knuckleball, Charlotte. He says, I can't, uh, my, my, my stuff is horrible. My only chance here is I got to go to a knuckleball. Uh, in his first start in the majors for the Rangers, throwing the knuckleball, he sets a major league record with six <laughs> home runs against him you're kidding because, because the thing about the knuckleball is if it doesn't knuckle it's just like a slow lob of a pitch that guys just smash out of the park right it's a meatball if it's, it's a not meatball, a knuckleball you're just, it's a just like throwing like a 70 mile an hour meatball just like please destroy this baseball <laughs> so he immediately the true story he, he has one start for the rangers uh gets gives up a, a mlb record six home runs never never starts for the rangers again gets sent down to triple a He's toiling away in minor leagues, signing minor league contract after minor league contract. Uh, gets called back up to the majors with the with the Twins or the the Mariners. I forget. He had a he had a brief stint with both of them. Um, when he gets called back up, he he then sets the record for most wild pitches in an inning with four. <laughs> <laughs> so even as he's always throwing the knuckleball, and now it's knuckling too much. It's just all over the place. I love this man. Finally, in 2010, he signs a minor league contract with the Mets at 35 years old. He starts putting it all together, gets called up to the majors, goes on just an insane run. He throws a one-hitter in minor league baseball with the Mets. Uh, So they call him up a few weeks later, goes on an insane run, and at 37 years old in 2012, uh, R.A. Dickey wins the Cy Young, the National League Cy Young Award. What a what a journey this guy had with with no ligament in his arm. He figured out the knuckleball. yeah, so that so is that is I did not know that at all, and that just warmed my heart. Like that makes me so happy. 
I have, uh, by the way, I have an ir- irrational hatred for this guy because uh, I played <laughs> I played the show all the time with my buddy back in Ohio, and we would we would draft super teams, mm-hmm. and he would always, without fail, make his first pick R A Dickey because the knuckleball is like so unhittable on that on that game, and he would he would just throw out R A Dickey, and I would get so I would throw the controller. I'd like you. Ask, <laughs> so I had to institute a no. Why R. A. didn't Dickey you draft R A Dickey? Because it just feels like cheating. It's like I don't mm. know. Anyway, that competitive a, spirit. That's a great one. R.A. Dickey is my, my number four pick. See, this is why we do the podcast, so that we can learn new delightful yeah, we learn things. things, right? Yeah. Um, okay, my number three is Vince Papale. I think that's how you yes. say it. The, yes. the guy yes. that um, the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg was based mm-hmm. on. He played he played on some like minor league football team or the the Philadelphia Liberty Bell or something like that. And he got <laughs> he got a meeting with Dick Vermeil and uh, ended up trying out. Played three seasons with the Eagles, and I just love this. I, I forgot, but he was the youngest, the oldest rookie ever at 30 years old. That doesn't seem that old. It, I mean, it's obviously very old, but it feels Imagine like... last year if I started playing That's professional true. sports, That's Mark. It, it, it's very old, but I feel like... I did one workout yesterday, and I've had shooting pains up my back <laughs> yeah, ever true. since. All right, like, all right. I, 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 the only reason I'm saying it's not that old is because I'm on the other side of 30. <laughs> yeah, same, saying. right? But like, it's old. It's pretty old. Yeah, that's pretty old for. So that's my that's my number three. I was Fun trying movie to, too. I was trying to talk myself into like it's not that old. I still have a chance, right? No, we're like, ancient. Still, okay. <laughs> we're, we're ancient, Mark. We're old. Uh, I just got done watching the uh, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. I, I was rewatching um, that. They, they did an episode like based on that, where like the gang yes. tries out for they try out for. Uh, inspired by the the it's movie coming out inspired by Mark, Mark Wilber, it really is i love that show so much that's a great pick if, if you have a Thank movie you. made after you you're deserving of this pick. well i feel like every movie is about someone who shows up and shouldn't be there and then ends up being great at sports every sports movie and i can't yeah. think of any others right now so that's that's, yeah, that's what pretty i want much, that, that is the sports formula is, right yeah yeah so is duncan gonna get a movie made after him <gasps> maybe who's gonna play him should I play Duncan? In the yes, movie? I was going to say. <laughs> uh, all right. My number three pick is kind of the gold standard, in my opinion, for football crazy stories of of getting to the top. Uh, his name is Kurt Warner. Yeah. He, uh, he started his football career, as we know it, uh, at the University of Northern Iowa, a Division One AA school. Now they call themselves FCS. Uh, he was third on the depth chart at Northern Iowa. So this was like a smaller school, first of all. Secondly, He's third on the depth chart up until his senior year, and then he finally becomes a starter. Uh, goes undrafted in 1994, gets gets invited to Packers training camp where they take one look at him. They're like, nah, we don't think so, and they cut his ass immediately. Um, so he goes, and, he, and, and, and everyone knows this story. He starts stocking grocery shelves at a grocery in, in Cedar Falls, Iowa, for like $6 an hour or whatever it is. Uh, then transitions to playing Arena League football, is lighting up the Arena League. I did not know this story in researching um, – this for today i found this nugget that you might like charlotte uh oh. as he's lighting up the arena league he gets invited to a tryout with the bears in 1997 but he ultimately does not go to the tryout because he was on his honeymoon and he got bit by a spider on his throwing <laughs> elbow and he had an infection in his elbow that's what kept him from being the bears quarterback oh How my talk about more with the bears fans how are they not more like we had kurt warner right there and a goddamn spider and then he had to get married yeah then he had to get married um so he ends up signing with the Rams in 1998, gets sent to NFL Europe, NFL <laughs> Europe, which doesn't even exist anymore. I was like, what? Uh, then gets called up to like the real Rams team in 1999, but he's still the third string guy. Um, 
you get five. So in 1999, the Browns are are back. They got the Browns with the Baltimore. They get their Browns are back, baby. Back. Yep. Every team in the uh, uh, NFL had to pick five guys to make available for the expansion draft. The Rams picked Kurt Warner. They were like, Browns, you can take Kurt Warner. We don't want him. The Browns didn't take him. They didn't want him either. Uh, this is in 1999. Um, then 19, so he, he stays on the Rams. The Rams had signed Trent Green. Trent Green blows out his ACL. So then they turn the Rams turn to Kurt Warner and they're like, I guess, I guess you got to be the guy. And what does Kurt Warner do? He wins the MVP that year and wins the Super Bowl. And the rest is kind of history. Um, an insane story that that gets talked about a lot. It's not like a story that flies under the radar, but uh, I didn't. To be honest, though, I didn't know. I didn't remember all of those ins and outs. So yeah. It is it's talked crazy. about, but well, I didn't realize it was like that year, like that that the year that he uh, won the MVP in the Super Bowl was like like he he's they still didn't really believe in him. I thought it was like like the Ram he he made his way to the Rams and then a couple years later he won the Super Bowl. But no, it was like no no no, it was like that boom. year. It was, it was immediately. So um, yeah, Kurt Warner. I love that. Good there. one. Uh, number two um, for you. Number two for me is Iceland in the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> do you remember that run their coach was a dentist yes and the thing that's you're doing the, uh, the 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 chant what do you call it the the clap the, the minnesota vikings stole skull it. The, the skull like the where they start clapping above their heads really fast and yeah <laughs> did they do that for iceland yeah that the the the, the 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 what the vikings do this yeah. thing yeah the, they, it started with the icelandic the, and the Vikings saw that, and they were like, oh, we're going to steal that. Yeah. No way. I did not. Yeah, okay. it started with Iceland. Wow, wow, wow. All yeah. right. Well, anyway, um, you know, I just love – anytime you have a coach who's a dentist, it's like finding out what <laughs> NFL refs do when they're not refing. Like, Ed Hockley had, like, a dairy farm or something. No, he was a lawyer. Who had a dairy farm? I don't know. Anyway, um, I also just think this one's interesting because Iceland actually has a pretty amazing – developmental soccer program mm -hmm. like and they've made it pretty cheap for kids there to play soccer so they're kind of they're they're under the radar low-key really good at yeah. soccer and no and everyone's like what there are two people in that entire country right, how right. are they in the world cup and doing so well so that's my that's my second pick that's a great pick uh and and the idea the the, the thing with iceland being successful is it, it then inspires all of the american sports fans that don't pay attention to soccer to look at a small country like that be good and then say like we could be that good if we what if all of our what if lebron played soccer yes <laughs> you know like we get we get those discussions totally we could to america could totally win every world cup if we just really wanted to. <laughs> or it's like why are we so bad fire the yeah. coach and fire no one coach. knows who the coach is Fire the coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he is. Fire him. But but fire him. Thankfully, Polisic is uh is here to save the day. Captain America himself. The gone. hope of the hope of America. Here we um, go. That's a great pick, Iceland. I, I remember watching they because they first burst on I want to say like the 2016 Euros, they had like a good run, right? And then the 2018 World Cup, they followed it up. So like they were yeah, that whole story though. I, I yeah, it was it was it was fun to watch. Um moving on. My number two is uh Dennis Rodman. Uh, who has his journey <laughs> so continues. Good. his journey it's is so is, good his path is still winding it is still insane but his path to the top his path to winning nba titles his path to being a hall of famer uh he was born as the son of a man who was literally named philander and had according to dennis rodman for he was the oldest of 47 children that's his father that's... His, he says his father had 47 children and he was the oldest which is just that's so many kids. I'll say it. I'll say it. Controversial, but I'm going to say it. That's too many kids. <laughs> That's too many. Uh, I'm certainly not having 47 <laughs> children. 
Uh, he was five foot six inches as a freshman in high school. Even when he graduated, he was reportedly just five eleven. Um, and he graduates high school. Was not a great high school basketball player. Uh, he starts working at a, an as an airport janitor. Um, <laughs> after high school, then he has a growth spurt. Shoots up to six seven. Goes to community college and gives basketball a try in Texas. Uh, it does pretty well. Trans even then though he only transfers to an NAIA school, southeastern Oklahoma State, where he ended up graduating from. Or I don't know if he graduated technically, but whatever. He finished. He went there. Career. Yeah. Uh, becomes a three time NAIA All American. Gets invited to the Portsmouth Invitational, which was a big pre draft camp that I think it's still going on now. Uh, he wins the MVP there. The Pistons see him there. They draft him. The rest is kind of history. He wins five NBA titles becomes one of the greatest defenders and rebounders in NBA history. Uh, and, and like I said, his journey has gotten even more bizarre since somehow. But uh, Has it ever? I forgot all of that, to be honest. I think I yeah. got so caught up in Rodman in the last dance with all of his, you know, chugging a, chugging a what was it, a Coors Light and then yeah, or a Miller the, Light and yeah, getting and on the motorcycle. On motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to Dennis Rodman that yeah. you forget where he came from because what he's done since is so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his post-NBA career – he, he kept playing. I don't know if you knew this, Charlotte, that when he was done with the Bulls or done with it, because he, he bounced around. He played with the Lakers for a stint and the, the the Spurs. And, like, he played for a lot of different teams other than just the Bulls and Pistons. But uh, what uh, what I had never realized was that when he was done with the NBA, he was not done playing basketball. This man played in the ABA, which I don't think exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, then he played in Mexico for a team called the Tijuana Dragons, which yes. is, like – what a name. I need to get a, a Rodman Tijuana <laughs> Dragons jersey. That's, what a jersey. Uh, then he played in Finland and he played in the United Kingdom. And I just point that out to say, like, Mexico – I think Finland has an okay league. Mexico and the United Kingdom are not known for basketball. That is, those mm. are very bad leagues. So, like, the fact that this guy – like, the idea of, like – it, 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 I, I just picture like a semi-pro situation yes. and, and there's like 12 fans in the stands and Dennis Rodman is there like Juana. <laughs> like, what – what right. the hell? So anyway, Dennis Rahm is my number two pick. That's great. I love that. Um, um, my number one pick all right, is a little, I don't want to say controversial, but so do you remember Elizabeth Sweeney? Ooh, I want to say yes, but I don't think I do. She, and the reason it's controversial is because she wasn't actually, I mean, she was technically a pro athlete. So she, this woman, she was, she's, 31 for the Pyeongchang Olympics and she had learned to ski when she was 25. So she, this woman's been skiing for six years. And what people didn't realize is that to qualify for the Olympic freestyle half pipe competition, all you had to, sorry, not all you had to do, but an athlete had to consistently finish in the top 30 of world cup events. However, there are usually only 28 to 29 entrants in these World Cup events. (laughs) So Elizabeth Sweeney, she had, I think her her grandparents, she she was a tech recruiter in San Francisco, um, but her grandparents were Hungarian. So she enters all of these World Cup events just by showing up. She's like the 30th entrant. Doesn't even know how to ski. (laughs) She can kind of ski, but like she just really, she wants to make it to the Olympics. Ends up going to the Olympics for Hungary. And everybody became aware of this woman when all of these amazing athletes are doing, are, you know, going down the half pipe and doing incredible corkscrews and like you know misty double five flips whatever you call them and she literally just skis a straight line down the half pipe and was like (laughs) i did it and that is one of my favorite (laughs) sports stories of all time 
Oh my god! And she became an Olympian. She's she technically an Olympian. Olympian. She went to the Olympics. She has as many Olympic medals as Marion Jones. Yes, she oh. who has been stripped of all of her. <laughs> she was she was an Olympic skier, Mark. That is amazing. What a story. I vaguely remember this. I thought when you mentioned her name, though, like I could sense the tone in your voice of being controversial. I thought you were going to bring up. I vaguely remember the story of the woman who cheated. Like, was it the Boston Marathon or one of the marathons where yes. she like jumped in the car? Uh, I thought that's where you're going with it. Rosie, someone, I think. Yeah, I no, thought no, that's, no. That's, 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 a funny, that's, that's a funny one. But uh, what a story! That's a that, it's it's actually kind of inspirational. Like, was she was she was it a cheeky situation? Was she like in on the joke or was she like? That's that delusional where she she thinks like she should be treated as an Olympian now. Because if that's it's like a I'm wink wink, like isn't this hilarious? On. Yeah, I don't know. I would like it to be a joke, but I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I really don't let's, know. Let's but I do. We, we need it to be a joke. <laughs> it's more fun. It needs to be joke. fun or funny yeah, for us. Yeah, so. yeah. The one thing I do want to say is that what I love about this is that it really does prove that most things in life are just about showing up. Like just if you keep showing up, things you might end up in the Olympics and exploiting loopholes. Yes, (laughs) those those two things together will get you very far in life. Find loopholes, exploit the shit out of them, and then just show up. There it is. You'll get to the top in no time. Uh, My number one pick, also an Olympic situation, Mm. also uh, a Winter Olympic situation. I am talking, of course, about the 1988 Winter Olympics. And the Jamaican bobsled team. Uh-huh. Which, I'll be honest, I don't know the real story. Uh, I have not seen Cool Runnings in a long time, but uh, I take Cool Runnings as the official story. I have a feeling That cool is, that's it. Is, that's a biopic. I have a, I have a feeling that Cool Runnings, the only thing that Cool Runnings got right is that there was once upon a time a Jamaican bobsled team, and that's it. And everything else in the movie <laughs> is like, they just made it up. <laughs> But that's the ultimate though that the story um and and knowing that if that is indeed the story and it's probably not uh but you have john candy who is exiled to jamaica oh, r.i.p cheated in the olympics himself he becomes a bookie you have uh, a bunch of sprinters who trip trying to qualify for the, the olympics and then they team up with the guy who's like a push cart champion which what does that even mean that's that's no idea no idea uh, they they do not have enough money to even get to the Olympics. Even once they form the team, they have to start kissing booths. They have to start arm wrestling to raise money. Uh, they have a lucky egg along the way. It is it is freezing cold. My favorite line in the movie, I do remember this, is the one where uh, it was Senka, right? Is Sen- was Senka the name of the guy? Um, and they remember. said, what are you smoking? And he goes, I'm not smoking, I'm breathing. Because it was so cold, <laughs> like the one of his team um, – Anyway, what an improbable story. What a crazy path to, to making it to the Olympics. And they were one, again, I don't know if this is true, but I'm choosing to accept it as fact because it was in the movie. Uh, they were like one turn away from meddling, but they had a shitty bobsled that fell apart on them. But they were like, if they, they hit that last turn, they get the medal. Gosh. They were that close. You know what I'm taking away from this, Mark, is that if we really want to be successful, we got to figure out a winter sport to scam our way I know, into. I know. I really. I feel, feel like, like curling. Like yeah, curling would be yeah. That, I, I mean, you actually that that feels like a, a big ask. But also, but, you had a few old tweets about John Schuster. Oh, did I? <laughs> you did. We don't need. To You're revisit. very consistent. We don't need to revisit those. Um, I, I this is a story I don't actually want to look it up because like I I really do feel like this is going to disappoint me and that mm. I, I have a feeling like the actual Jamaican bobsled team from 1988 was more along the lines of what was the woman's name you said was your name Elizabeth Sweeney. Yeah, Swanee, I, feel, I don't know. Swanee. I feel like that's probably what they did too. They were like, "Ooh, we could cheat the system and 
we, we could Listen, be the representative from the Caribbean because there's no other representative and like, you know, uh, yeah, maybe let's tell our listeners to, to do the research for us so that we don't have to be. Yeah. yeah and if it's bad news, that's the rabbit hole for this week. Yeah. That's the rabbit hole, but don't ruin it for us. Like if we, if you come to find out that like, it's not a good story, don't ruin it. Yeah. Like, just I'm be sure like, yeah, no, it didn't look it up. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a great list. What a great oh, top man. five. Uh, good what cleanup, show, Mark. Great show. What cleanup duty do we have? Do you have emails? I, do we have, do we have complaints? What do, I mean, what do we, how, um, do we do? how do we tie this up? Okay. This is sort of along the lines of um, what we were talking about today. This is a note from Kyle Grozen mm-hmm. um, that I very much appreciate after our thankless jobs episode. Um, and this, this does have to do with what we were talking about. So he goes, hi, Charlotte, who will read this? And Mark, who will not? Which <laughs> just the most Spot accurate on. thing I've ever Spot read. On. Um, he goes, first time emailer, long time listener, been with Titus since before the teed up days, oh, back nice. when he was still at Butler. I still can't believe that buzzer beater in the 2010 title game hit the rim. Oh. That's a Gordon Hayward joke. Oh, I get it. I he goes, it. I had to email about what I saw as the glaring omission from the list of thankless sports jobs. Social media manager. Mm, mm-hmm. these people fend off tweets and comments as if they're the team president owner general manager and best player and while i'm sure you can name some team accounts that you enjoy following at marlins and at indians are both spectacular imho how many of the people behind these accounts have you ever heard of i would love to yeah. hear your thoughts and then he goes anyway i'm so excited to help put the people in the people sports podcast please continue to go on tangents and also know that your loyal listeners are still waiting for a more comprehensive review of the new jeep grand wagon all the best <laughs> kyle so the only one the only answer to that i guess is the umbc twitter guy when they beat virginia and then he became he got famous yeah he got, he got i also dm'd the suns to be like hey who does your social media yeah and they didn't respond but- <laughs> which i guess is point cool story they don't that they don't care they're like we don't do we have a guy that does that i don't know right. they're like, it's uh, the that's team. a good that's a good call though because like you could because the second you tweet something bad or offend, like you, you you make a bad joke that's a little too offensive uh you it's it's lights out for you you're done totally. you, your career's over but like if you're if you're killing it with the memes no one really cares who the guy behind the the mask is you exactly know? That's a great point. Anyway, so uh, oh, and also the Fun Chargers, show. who obviously the one of my favorite viral moments in all of sports is the um, and the the gosh, I want, I don't want to butcher it because this is very important. But the tweet where the it was 2007, the Chargers are new to social media, and um, the someone tweets from the team account, so hungry, need to find my wife and head to PSK. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's one where they probably got fired, but it was worse. Yes. The other, the other, I don't know why I remember this, but the tweet that like, I just remember being brand, like social media guy, just completely misread the room, whatever. I remember SpaghettiOs. I want to say it was on 9-11 or was it Pearl Harbor? Yeah. SpaghettiO <laughs> was, was like Pearl flying Harbor. the flag. Yeah, it was like Pearl Harbor or something. And they tweeted like the SpaghettiO, like flying an American flag. And I forget what the, 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 the word, the, the, uh, what did the copy uh, i forget what the copy was for the tweet but just the picture of like the spaghettio <laughs> flying the american flag and they're like we remember we'll never forget and you're like really do we you're like this? you're a you're <laughs> a you could you're noodles that could survive the apocalypse maybe oh we God. should pump the brakes all <laughs> right well that's all um, i've got mark my my only other thing my viral moment that uh my favorite sports viral moment my my other rabbit hole i want to send people down and then we will be done um I was trying to think of like my favorite viral sports moment that's ever happened. And if you like do a search for this sort of thing, like all that comes up are like big moments that everyone remembers. They're like uh, the helmet catch 
And you're like, right. yeah, that's not but that as a viral like, moment. Whatever. That's like, that's a big moment. That's like a right. moment that like everyone remember. Viral moments are like moments that no one really knows about. And then they slowly become viral. Like someone's like, do you see totally. this? And the other guy's like, I see And then you share it with people and then it blows up. And with that in mind, the one I remember, the first like viral thing that I remember, I don't even know if this qualifies as viral. It was in my world with my circle of friends, uh, was OJ Mayo when he was in high school. Uh, so this, this is the homework for everyone. When OJ Mayo was in high school in West Virginia, his senior year, they win the state championship. And as the clock's running out, OJ Mayo dunks the ball. To like to they're already up or whatever and he just like puts the final nail in the coffin dunks the ball as it comes through the rim he catches it and just throws it into the crowd and that was it and he gets ejected from the game obviously like because the clock still get like the game's still going he just dunks it and there's like there's like 12 seconds left and he just takes the ball and throws it into the crowd and just untucks his shirt and sticks his hands up and he gets tossed from the game and he just like goes out in a blaze of glory and he's waving at everyone and he just leaves. And that was it. And they That's won amazing. the state championship. And I just remember my friends and I were passing this around like, is this the coolest thing we've ever seen? <laughs> I think it is. That's the ultimate mic drop. Yeah. I was like, this is so, so cool. So That's uh, it. I just want to remind people of that. Thank so, you for anyway. that. I love that. Uh, fun show. We're doing Great it. Great show. Gotta, These are so, I mean, I hope that people like listening because it's real fun I to do. So. so they're a lot of fun to do uh email send us emails yes send charlotte email plug it one more time the The people's sports podcast at gmail.com there are two s's there between people's and sports so don't let that trip you up send us ideas for topics on shows as well we we uh we we need some of those yeah Um, we love that but uh yeah that's it i'm I'm, I'm having a lot of fun thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week (laughs) 